Welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve, but the Podcast You Needed. My name's Kyle. I'm Drew. I'm Drew as well. Thank you guys for tuning in, whoever you are that's tuning in. Don't know how you heard about us or why you're still here, but thank you for being here. Uh, we've actually got a new uh, email address in case you want to reach out to us. It is ntpydpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from anybody and everybody who's listening. Uh, today we're starting out talking about uh, uh, 90s technology in movies. And I think that uh, Drew is going to kick it off for us. I just want to clarify, we're talking about technology in 90s movies, because 90s technology in movies would be... That's way different. Pretty lame. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Um, but, no, yeah, a lot of crossover there. That, uh, would, be, that would be lame. That would be lame. That would be it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, the movie I chose to talk about deals with uh, what the 90s thought the future of technology would look like, uh, and I chose the 90s action flick starring Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock, and a litany of other smaller, well, not smaller, equally as good, there's no small parts, or small actors, actors. (laughs) that's not right either. Anywho, uh, the movie I chose is Demolition Man. Uh, It is an incredible 90s action flick in which Sylvester Stallone plays a no-nonsense bad boy cop (laughs) chasing after crazy, off-the-cuff, off-the-chain Wesley Snipes. He's got like the weird like blonde hair in that one. Yeah. Right? That's a great movie. It actually is the what influenced uh Yep. Who did influence? <laughs> I can't wait to find out who it influenced. <laughs> Why you think about it? I'm gonna Google who it influenced. It's not Scotty Pippen. Is it Scotty Pippen? Is it Odell Beckham Jr.? No. Maybe Scotty Pippen. Actually, no. It, I'm actually pretty sure. No, no. Not you're talking about. Uh, you're talking about a uh, Rod Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, that's yeah. who it was. Wow. Say it again. That was a really long pause for that. It actually influenced Dennis Rodman to start dyeing his hair different colors after he saw how awesome Wesley Snipes looked in Demolition Man and became the ambassador to North Korea. So that is <laughs> that's a fun fine. Fact. We would not get where we are today with North Korea without Demolition Man. <laughs> without wow. De- uh, Hot sports opinion on the record. <laughs> Strong argument. <laughs> also, just side note, Wesley Snipes hated his hair and shaved it off immediately after filming Wrapped. So, kind of put a bow on that story. But no, <laughs> this has uh, all of the important future technology that we've come to love and know about, come to know and love. It's got futuristic timeline, people being taken back into or taken forward into the future through cryo sleep. Very important. Uh, it's got cops in weird pants. I think that often shows up. Uh, it's got weird... They, they picture... I think it's interesting that a lot of 90s movies think that we're just going to talk super differently. And a lot of times it's backwards or really formal, overly formal. You get incredible lines like, enhance your calm. It's a very important line that everybody says when they want you to stop freaking out. Because nobody freaks out in the future. Everything's fine. Cryosleep has solved all murder, all crime, because you just put all the bad guys to sleep. I'm, we're not going to interrogate I why I forgot that. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. we won't go into why the philosophical <laughs> uh, reasons that could or could not work, but that's what this movie would suggest. Uh, I, ha- I do love one of the things you brought up about just like 90s movies predicting what future fashion would look like is yeah. almost always outrageous. It's incredible. And it still is. Uh, you know, I don't want to just knock 90s movies. Like, our generation still does this, where it's like, right. oh, it's the future. Everybody's wearing... Foil, again. Leather vests and 
cob pieces. Like, that's it. Yes. Like, when, when was this movie set in? Do you remember what year this movie set in? 2032, I believe. 2032. Okay, so there, so maybe we'll be wearing foil and stuff by then. There's no telling. There's, there's only time will tell. Um, <laughs> it has virtual sex, which is a... Yeah. Yeah. One of the few things I remember about this movie <laughs> is the, him putting the, the goggles on. Yeah, yeah. Huge Being part very of, confused. Yeah. Huge part of 90s technology is you will only use it to have sex. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> what are you going to do? Exchange they body were, fluids? They weren't wrong. So, like, growing up watching movies with my father, anytime there was something racing on, he'd always just, like, put his hand over my eyes. This is, like, the one movie ever where he didn't have to put his hands over my eyes because they just put the goggles on. <laughs> and, like, that's how sex was done. Like, you didn't see anything. It was just like, oh, they're sitting down on a table, like, that's, putting goggles on together. That's incredible. Because that's, that's, no doubt, a very awkward scene to have to, like... Like, immediately when you said... You're walking, watching a movie with your parents, I cringed. But yeah. If there's anyone I was going to choose, if it'd you're going to watch a one. sex scene with your parents, that's the one to watch because nothing. Wow. They just sit down and and put goggles on. There you go. I almost think only hearing sex is <laughs> is worse. Yeah. Okay, I feel that. <laughs> because because then you're having to explain to that child what these sounds are. Yeah. yeah. It's like, are they fighting? Well, kind of, but. Not. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you do have to watch. Essentially, well, I won't go into it, but Sylvester Stallone is just reacting. Yeah, yeah, And so you have to watch him show what he thinks sex feels like. This took a sharp left which, turn. Yeah, which also, men having sex is almost never what people want to watch. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not what you... That's not you what never you just want to watch the, the facial expression of a man <laughs> having sex. Unless you're with your dad. I think that's what we... Oh my God. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh... But it also did Our a really. Gonna to this. <laughs> yeah. Hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> they also do like a really incredible job of predicting what technology will be. I think this movie almost is better watching it now to be able to be like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's not like out of the brain, out of this world type stuff. I mean, but they have iPads, like they have they FaceTime and Skype in like for meetings. They do auto driving, like it's all stuff that's happening now. Huh. I thought it was really cool that like most of these movies, they're like holograms and I don't know spaceships and everybody's zero gravity and drinking air because we get running out of air because there's so much. Any pollution. '90s Keanu Reeves movie was wrong. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Matrix or uh, whatever the one where like he dumps his his brain memory and just basically becomes like a portable computer like people put secrets yeah. into his movie? brain the matrix no 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 that's it's, not, it's, no that's not the oh, matrix oh i can't remember the title of it but there's another movie where keanu reeves basically serves as like the matrix 2 <laughs> uh, like a human briefcase where like you put technology memories and secrets into his brain what? he then transports it to another place and they download the memories Is like it from called his brain johnny mnemonic I, again, that's I, the only thing that pops up on Google when you type in Keanu Reeves' memory movie. Is it probably? It's probably, that, probably one. that one. Is it Bill and Ted Journey Through it's the not, Matrix? I don't think it's that one. That. <laughs> Journey Through the Matrix. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, at one point they uh, suggest that Taco Bell is the only restaurant left because of a franchise war. They won out. <laughs> And I'm not saying that Taco Bell will be the only restaurant, but they predicted, like, 
every single company conglomerated into one giant company that owns everything. Uh, and they chose Taco Bell for the initial release, and then worldwide they chose to change it all to Pizza Hut, even though they did a pretty crummy job since there's still Taco Bell logos throughout the huh. international release. Oh, but, that's hilarious. Yeah, just because nobody knew about Taco Bell outside of somehow Taco Bell isn't famous internationally. Huh, shocking But to Pizza me. Hut is. No, one, get, we won't get no one else likes their drive through Mexican food, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, we won't go into that, but we'll let you debate, uh, comment, or actually we figured out commenting's not a thing. So create a Reddit for us and then <laughs> comment in there which uh, restaurant you think would win the franchise war. Um, I think the biggest, most heinous future technology that you can't talk about Demolition Man and not bring up is the three seashells. I know you've said y'all have watched Demolition Man. I don't know how long it's been. been. A while. They suggest that all toilet paper has been thrown out the window because it's not safe for the environment. Which okay, also not wrong there. And so there's a three seashell system that they never explain, but they bring up at least three times throughout the movie. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone comes out and like whispers. Like, hey, you're, you're out of toilet paper. And then they all start laughing at him. And this was pretty traumatic for me because I got sent back to, like, a weird kid story of my, where you're just like, there's no toilet paper. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then he, somebody has to come in and be like, ha-ha, you pooped and whatever. And that's <laughs> traumatic. And so I was like, ah, oh, Sylvester Stallone's still cool when I was, like, 12 and watched this movie for the first time. And then they're all making fun of him for something that happens to everyone. <laughs> Um, that ups- <laughs> yeah. But also, they never explain it, and it doesn't make any sense. I think later, at one point, Sylvester Stallone said that you're supposed to use two seashells as chopsticks to get the poop out and use the third one to finish up. But there's no way. Wow. There's no way. That's amazing. And how, it's got to be what he thought, it, how, how it worked. in the world are seashells... We've unpacked a lot already in the first like ten minutes. Of That's gonna podcast. clog some pipes. That's gonna clog <laughs> some pipes. Do you throw away the seashells? They're not, <laughs> they're not biodegradable. Does everybody use seashells? You know the same I, three. You know how I know they're not biodegradable? How the sea spits them out. <laughs> they're That's seashells. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. yeah, That's a good point. Out of all the things that they're like, oh, this is bad for the environment. Toilet paper, the yeah. thinnest type of paper that man ever invented. I'm not saying that... Not the giant conglomerate of Taco Bell. What I'm getting here is that Drew doesn't care about the environment. That's, <laughs> that's the big take. I would like to... Uh, that's Not nearly as this much as Drew. I about my cleanliness. It's fair. Um, I'm, well, maybe bidet could take over, you know, just straight water. <laughs> I don't know how bidets work. I, I will tell you, in a seashell or bust world, yes, bidet all day. <laughs> bidet all day is actually the name of our podcast. <laughs> You're going forward. <laughs> Or my nickname going forward. No, your nickname. Okay, perfect. Um, anywho, yeah, that's pretty much like the big technology points that I like jumped out at me as like, wow, this movie gave it its best shot and like it didn't do a bad job. I'm, I'm interested to see like what people think about going back and watching this movie. Is it more enjoyable that the future technology was kind of right? Or is it... More enjoyable because you're like, whoa, that's so funny that they think... Because 
a big part of this movie is it's a satire of action movies. Sure. But it's also a satire of like PC culture. It like the script got bounced around a lot by different writers. Like before it got made, it changed hands a lot, and so there are a lot of hands in the pot. And so it, you can in definitely the see in three seashells. There's a lot almost, of hands in the seashells. There's three different seashells trying to make this movie. Oh my god. Um. And it's like it, it, it's very apparent that they they kind of jumping back and forth. And I, I'm interested to see like I feel like a lot of people really love this movie. A lot of people really hate this movie. Hmm. Um, but it's making fun of both sides, and I feel like both sides are like, "Ha that movie's totally gets that they're making fun of the other side." I don't know if that's why people like it. But I thought it was interesting line they walked, and they did a pretty good job. I went back and forth. I'm thinking this is one of the worst movies I've ever watched. Is this secretly a genius movie? <laughs> I couldn't tell. I came out on the other end also still not knowing. But that's how you know you found a good one, though. Yeah. yeah. When you can't tell, that's good. Yeah, but movies that walk the line of absurdity and genius are, uh, are special. Yeah. I will say one of the things that I like about movie or technology movies that take place in a futuristic time it's always funny when we catch up to that time yeah like back to the the future future. everyone made a big deal of it it's like hey this was the year that like he went into the future like how did things stack up right like people always horribly (laughs) not well at all (laughs) people always make this comparison so it'll be funny when we get to 2032 or whatever it is Uh I would like to see some sort of graph that is showing the the watchability of uh, Demolition Man from 1994 or whatever it mm, came out. 93. Across the timeline to yeah. 2032, I bet it takes a huge spike. <laughs> that's people... crazy. I don't remember there being like FaceTime and like iPads and stuff. That's yeah. really incredible that they called that in 93 when I think cell phones were still like the size of a brick in right. 93. Yeah. That's really cool. Car yeah. phones. Car phones are huge. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I legitimately was had to go back and be like, did when did this movie come out? And I'm not, I'm not saying that it was like they knocked it out every not out of the park every single time, um, i.e. the three seashells thing. It also you don't know you can't speak for 2032. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I'm gonna go on record saying. <laughs> It will never be three seashells. Bold prediction. <laughs> it's not even three squares. Come at me. Now. <laughs> Come at me. I will say, I think somebody should go out and make a calendar of all of the big years that show up in, yeah. what, 90s, early 2000s, and so forth and so on. Thought, like, futuristic movies, like movies set in future time. Those dates, I think those should be on a calendar so we know, hey... In two years, it'll be. This is when Demolition Man thought yeah. was going to be. This we go back and watch those movies that time. If you make that calendar, feel free to send it to us. We will <laughs> we will use it religiously. I think everyone will. Ntpydpodcast at gmail dot com. Thank you very much. One more time, reminder. Kyle, yeah. what was the movie that you reviewed for us? So, today? so I rewatched Independence Day uh, a couple weeks ago. Nineteen ninety six classic Independence Day. And I just watched it in order to celebrate Independence Day. Of and as I was watching it, I was like, man, what better movie to talk about uh, technology in the 90s than Independence Day? Because in the 1996 classic Independence Day, alien spaceships invade planet Earth. And mm. they've, got, they've got like a weapon that destroys entire buildings 
in, in entire uh is it the is it the it's not the White House anymore. it is the White House. Yeah. 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 Olympus has fallen. There's just like a <laughs> Olympus has fallen. Like a, just a blue stream of light comes and blows up. So whatever weapon that is, I don't know what it is. I don't think we've invented that yet though, right? And they've got like a uh They've got like a, a force field around their ship that no nothing can penetrate. Even nuclear warheads won't penetrate it. But the crazy thing is, is like the way that they synchronized their ships in order to attack, it's through hacking into the Earth's mm. satellites. Like that's actually explained in the movie <laughs> that that the aliens hijacked human satellites to send signals between their ships and synchronize their attacks. Please and, tell me you get. Goldblum explaining You sure do get Goldblum. In fact, not only do you get Jeff Goldblum explaining the satellites that are hacked, you also get their grand plan uh, explained to you uh, by Jeff Goldblum, which is to give them a virus. Here, for your listening pleasure, I have Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day, the 1996 classic. telling us you can send out a signal that will disable all their shields? That's right, just like they used our satellites against us. We can use their own signal against them. And there you have it, folks. Mm. Not only did the aliens somehow figure out a way to, to blow up the White House and a bunch of other monuments with some crazy Blu-ray, but they did it by hijacking into the human satellites. And so Jeff Goldblum's big plan is to use the satellites which the aliens used against us back for them to put a virus into it's so simple simple. inside reverse engineer exactly wow paycheck again (laughs) and so the end of the movie spoiler alert if you haven't seen the 1996 classic independence day you should uh jeff goldblum and and will smith get into a a spacecraft an alien spacecraft because it has to penetrate of course (laughs) the force field which nothing else can penetrate and they get in there, and then using an Apple Book 5300, Jeff Goldblum just does like this on a computer, like hits like nine keys, and all of a sudden a virus is like uploaded into the whole alien spacecraft via human satellites. While Will Smith makes hilarious wisecracks. While Will Smith is wisecracking and smoking a cigar, Jeff Goldblum literally hits like nine keys, and then there's just a virus there. And it's never explained like what sat- like how it bounced off satellites or why they had to be inside the craft to do it. But I just think that that's an amazing end to like the end of the world. How do we stop the end of the world and alien invasion? Oh, I know. Put a put a MacBook inside the spacecraft. <laughs> touch like ten keys. Now they've got a virus. Is it a alien computer that he's typing on, or is it? I'm ninety nine percent sure it's an Apple. It's an Apple MacBook. So he pressed nine English letters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Corresponding with the alien code, which put a virus in mm. there. Not only that spaceship, and then put it in all the other well, spaceships as well, so that their force fields then dropped. I will say one of my favorite things about any movie that deals with technology is. Just the buzzwords. Mm. Just like if you say modem or... <laughs> Satellite. Virus. Yes. <laughs> Panic everywhere. M- huh? Motherboard. Right? I only like, have 20 seconds to hack into their mainframe. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, oh, the suspense is like... Yeah. And the, the, just the fact that they had to be inside the spaceship. Yeah. In order to put in virus that he did 
wirelessly with a MacBook. You had to put the virus in the mothership or it wouldn't spread to all to the, the main other ships. Yeah, you I'm get, with you. Like, that's, <laughs> it makes sense. That's computers one on one. I don't understand if they if he was doing that to another computer right next to him on a table, I wouldn't understand it. So the fact I'm that with you on that. They supposit that they can do that to was the Was there Wi Fi on the ship? And that's did, what I really did he want to have know. to have a like a plug in? Like did he have Did he ask somebody is, for the password? This is nineteen ninety this is nineteen ninety six. It's dial up. I'm pretty yeah. sure one of the aliens had it on a little note card in their alien ship. <laughs> when he got to, note. When he got to the ship, did the little AOL man pop up and made like the connecting <laughs> sound? Yeah. yeah, it's like, hello, you have virus. I, I hope so. And they didn't show that, and I really think that that's a big failure. If they had shown the sticky note saying password, <laughs> then I think <laughs> on it his human computer he put into. AOL really missed out on some easy marketing there. Mm. And then I don't want to capitalize, and you've got mail, <laughs> which <laughs> right. literally yeah. in the name. Is the marketing campaign? Yeah, fair enough. And then I don't want to like step on anybody's toes, but I was like this close to doing uh, MIB Men in Black from nineteen ninety seven. Just I I just I still don't know though. I don't know if, and none of us can know if the little flash technology thing works because we'd forget about it. Wow, we wouldn't know. That's a beautiful thing about it. Yeah, and so I I was about to make fun of that for a while, but I was like, I could have been. Mind erased so many hundreds of times, thousands of times. You know how many men in black people would be laughing at us if we made that podcast? That's true. So let's All not do it. Yeah. All we didn't. We, and we, nor did we. Because we respect the process. Thank you, Will Smith, for saving our country hundreds of times. And now Chris Simsworth, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that movie, by the way? I haven't. Not very Is good. it out? It's out. It's been out. Didn't uh, do very well. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Not great. Not yeah. great. Hate to see that. So that was mine. Mine was Independence Day, the 1996 classic. Also, the the shout out to Men in Black from 1997. Were there anything in particular from your movie that you're like, oh, they got this one right, or man, they were way off? I think the main thing that they got right from this movie had nothing to do with technology, but just that the world needs more Jeff Goldblum. You know, <laughs> like I feel like he would make every movie better if we just had a Jeff Goldblum role in every movie. I want us to do a podcast on how Jeff Goldblum has played himself in. Yeah, it's the same character, All for of sure. the great movies. Yeah. And well, just, it's not even a character. It's like he is that interesting to just watch Yeah, that whatever character he chooses, which I assume he just, they every role goes through him and he just decides which one he wants to do. So if you Google Jeff Goldblum stammering, you will find a seven-minute YouTube video of just him going, uh, ah, 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 like in all the different movies. It's seven minutes long. It's amazing. I don't know if that's worth your time or not. It was worth my time earlier today. I think Jeff Goldblum's role as the Apartments.com guy is oh, yeah. uh, fantastic. Underrated, for sure. Yeah. It made me use Apartments.com. Yeah, this podcast brought to you by Apartments.com. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, per- personal friend of the podcast. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Again, that's not the podcast you deserve, but the podcast you need. The podcast you need. NTPYDpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so the movie I did was the 1995, I love that this is a category of movie, cyber thriller, uh, <laughs> called The Net. Starring, Never seen The Net. So starring you have Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock plays a computer hacker, uh, or sorry, computer programmer analyst Whoa. who works from home. She has no connection to the company that she works for. She just talks to people over the phone. Because this movie was basically trying to make some kind of social commentary of like technology will move people in 
to themselves. They will Ooh. never leave their house. Like that was one of the sub plots. Right. Uh, and that like all your stuff can just be erased and no one would ever know you existed because you only exist oh, on the internet. Wow. Uh, it, I went into this movie thinking, wow, I bet I, of what I remember from being a child, this movie was way off. And I finished the movie going, everything I know about computers came from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have, I have no idea what is right and what is wrong. Uh, I wrote down a few observations that I, w- I will just pose to you guys and would love to hear if you think they're True right or false? Or yeah. Okay. Um, do you know the answers? Number one, computer viruses do or do not look like human viruses. They, do not, I would assume. I'm going to guess do not. I also guess do not. I assume they look like code. But yeah, there was okay. one point okay. at the very beginning of this movie where like, she hits escape and you know, the virus comes up. And she like, click, <laughs> like right clicks into it or something, I guess. I don't know. No and, way. And like a, just a bunch of code comes up. And then a picture of just what looks like a double helix of a DNA but broken, and she like clicks on it and restores it to its right form, and then the virus is fixed. And she like Whoa. I didn't know that's how it works. And then she wow. like exits the floppy disk, and I don't think that is how it works. <laughs> no, that's okay. how it works. Um, I now know, and that's what I think. Number two, there's a website called Pizza.net, and the tagline is "It's the best pizza in cyberspace." Is it cyber pizza? I think it's real pizza. But they they think it, it's basically just it comes a, like out of your CD-ROM after you order it. it it's a pizza ordering website. Okay, okay. okay. But before it's in cyberspace. But before any of this actually existed, right? Oh, it, it was only yeah. it was like three or four years later that Pizza Hut came out with like. Oh, okay. Online. My question: Does this movie take place in the future? No. Okay, it's so like this is, current modern day. So this was them trying to explain to people how or not explain to people, but like visually show what's yes. going on. No, absolutely. It was trying to explain to people what computers were like because uh, according to an article written by The Colonel, only 18 million homes at that point had modem-equipped computers and just a fraction of them were using the World Wide Web. Like Really? Well, yeah, I know back that's, then... That's not very many. Like, the web was just For like... For the record. It was like a, a, a page of just links you could click on. Like, you couldn't search for what you wanted. You had to, like, hmm, I like cars. I'll click the cars thing. And then a separate sheet of links you could click on. And you had to try to work your way oh, no. and tr- hope that what you were looking for was in one of the links. And maybe you chose the wrong one eight links ago, and you'll never get to what you wanted to oh, see. Oh, that's a nightmare. Is that real? Yeah. God, the 90s were crazy. Yeah. What <laughs> uh, am I... Favorite and least favorite things about this movie is just like they have the supposition that uh, everybody's got a button to push, and if you can figure out what it is via their online presence, and then you can get them to do whatever you want. Which is what do you mean? It's not wrong, right? Like, there are other TV shows and movies that have that same thing. Like, Nerve is one that does this. Like, if you can, Black Mirror does a lot of this. Like, if you find someone's pressure point. You can mm-hmm. manipulate them over the ah, internet to do what you want. Gotcha. The first example of this in the movie, though, is the Undersecretary of State, which I didn't know was a position, right. uh, <laughs> gets a phone call that says, you have HIV AIDS. He then says... A bad phone call. He me. says, <laughs> like verbatim, well, are we sure? Uh, well, oh. you want to be sure. And then you don't hear the other side of the conversation. He goes, oh, well... 
Then I guess this is reality then. No one says the word, this is reality. Has he not seen Inception? So he, <laughs> ha- he hangs up the phone, tells his driver, hey, let's take the long way. Let's go to the park, blah, blah, blah. He's talking to his wife and kids. He's like, hey, I love you guys very much. Hangs up the phone and shoots himself in the head. What? That's like the first two minutes of this movie. Oh, wow. That escalates things pretty quickly. Yeah. What? So the whole, the whole point is that he didn't have HIV oh, AIDS. But the guy on the phone told him he did. But there was a... And this is a quote from the movie. Uh, a computer blood test <laughs> told him he had HIV AIDS. And then, you stick your finger in the CD-ROM hole. And then, at that point, I was like, I don't think this movie knows how things work. <laughs> things work. That's awesome. But yeah, a computer blood test told him he I had mean, HIV, and he killed himself within 90 seconds. Right. That's, yeah. Like, I probably would have gotten it for a second opinion. A second opinion, yeah. some... Some Who's sort of medicine. Who who knows? That seems like a pretty drastic yeah. response. I feel Even like at this if point, it was true. I feel like at this point in the nineties, mid nineties, medicine false pos- false positives every other one. I don't know if that's accurate, but yeah, who's to say? <laughs> Where know. do you get a blood test from the computer? Um, okay, so here are a couple other things. At one point, she's at an airport and the system crashes. And just the the flight board with all the statuses are freaking out. Oh, no. Um, Computers. First of all, some of the airplanes say delayed. Some of them say canceled, whatever. Some of the other options are hijacked and crashed. (laughs) No. And at no point ever in the history of forever would would an airport put up, oh, flight 540.07. Hijacked. Like, that would never go up That's on a That's not board. an option. In the drag-down window of, <laughs> is this flight delayed, on time, or canceled, there's not two more options saying hijacked and crashed. Yeah, correct. And that was disconcerting. Um, also, my wife, who is working at an airport right now, told me that within 15 minutes, an airport can go from a digital system back to analog. Wow. Very quickly. They can do everything on paper. And this is at a time in 1995 where almost everything was still on paper anyway. Yeah. You better wow. believe if a computer system crashes, they're going to go, we're going to do the thing that we did on Tuesday, which was just <laughs> walk up, get on the plane, who cares? 1995, you could park and be in your first row seat within eight minutes. I'm just, I, you like just parked next to the airplane, right? You, I, I think you just got on the airplane. I don't even think there was an airport. You didn't have the park. You just left your car running. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you just rolled out while the car was still going. <laughs> ah, somehow I'll get it. It's the '90s. The, the valet will pick it up. There's no safety or regulation. I think it's never been more clear on this podcast that we were all born in the '90s and yeah, don't remember sure. much of the '90s. <laughs> sure. uh, so a few other observations: uh, if you click anything while pressing Control Shift. Just your screen will explode with information. Oh, you can yeah. hack into anything if you press Control Shift and then just click. Um, at one point, Sandra Bullock pronounces it "modem." She's like, "Oh, I'm just wondering where I can plug in my modem." And it's like, "Well, instead of modem, yeah." Is that a thing? Like, it should be modem, but no, said no. Modem? I think it's modem, and they she... just hired an actress who didn't know the technology, ah. which I think is another important. Apparently, a director and. A bunch of cast members that didn't know either. Uh, <laughs> Surely someone would have been like, it's yeah. Mona Man. Usually in the 90s movies, the idea that everyone with a computer just is a hacker. Mm-hmm. Just Right. Um, 
oh my gosh, so many floppy disks are in this movie. <laughs> it's unbelievable how hard they were expecting floppy disks to stay around. Can I speak on that for a second, yeah, please? please? I remember being in elementary school. And we used floppy disks all the time. I remember I had to learn how to, like, the proper way to insert and eject and save stuff on it. Like, that was going to be, like, the thing. And then after the third grade, I never saw one ever again. Nope. Don't know where they are. <laughs> I mean, I guess the USB took over, and now I've got hard drives. Which we also like. were taught how to properly eject USBs. Listen, kids, pull your USB out. No. It's not, I always not, safely eject. You're not, you're not losing anything. That thing is safely in the USB. Have you ever lost an uh, external hard drive before? That no. is expensive to get back. Always safely eject. <laughs> I spent way too much money getting my external hard drive fixed last summer. I, I now don't have a home. <laughs> sleep in my car because I had to get my external hard drive fixed. Please rate, subscribe, and review I'm so pretty that sure Kyle can get back in his home. If you don't safely eject your USB, nine months later, your computer <laughs> gets a virus. <laughs> gets a human virus. Oh my god. Uh, so another thing that happened in this movie that I was like, oh, that wouldn't happen, but then I realized kind of happens every day, is people just said, oh, there's nothing I can do. Or, well, according to the computer... You know, just whatever the computer says goes. Yeah. Even back then. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that wouldn't happen. And then I was like, hmm, it kind of happens all the time. Just, But it's only because people are lazy. Yeah. Right? Like, at one point in this movie, she's like, hey, I'm trying to, like, get back into my room. I lost my room key. And they're like, oh, according to the computer, you checked out two days ago. And she's like, what? No, I, w- I was in the hospital. Like, I wouldn't check out. I'm, I'm me. I, uh-huh. I wouldn't have checked out. And the guy goes, there's nothing I can do, ma'am. Move. It's like... Uh, Whoa! Uh, sorry, there's no one in this hotel. It's not like it's really busy. Like, maybe you could mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, let me get my manager," you know, or we'll take you up to the room, and you can see none of your stuff is there. But just like, oh, the computer says mm-hmm. goodbye. Get out of my face. Um, apparently, in this movie, you can tap into police walkie-talkies and then pump that sound through your car stereo. Yeah, that's important. Uh, wow. Sandra Bullock doesn't know how to talk about computers. <laughs> uh, at, at one point, she goes, "They watched my credit history. They watched me on the internet." And it's like they could track you, uh, they could monitor, but they're just not like watching your credit. Your credit history is not doing anything. I thought she was charming though when she said, "Oh, that. absolutely." Uh, is that a writing issue or? Yeah, I can't that's tell. A good question. I, I think it's a writing issue. Uh, car phones were going to be huge at this point. <laughs> a lot of car phones in this movie. Yeah. Also, there is a very important part of the movie where they can't find her because they can't track a cell phone. Oh, wow. And yeah. the guy is like, well, no, it's an easy fix. Just find this cell tower and this cell tower and then give me the dissection point and I'll find her within 100 yards. I was like, wow, what a smart fix to right. a problem that you can't track a cell phone, which right. we quickly figured out how to do. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, that's... Triangulate uh, Yeah, that's amazing that he was With like, the satellites <laughs> and <yeah>. mainframes. <laughs> I don't know how the internet works. I don't know anything. Uh, at almost any time in a technology movie, the phrase, it's in the computer, will be said. Mm. Uh, and it's fantastic. It makes me laugh every time. It makes me think of the Zoolander so quote. Simple. It's like, it's inside the computer. Right. I, I makes me think, like, how many people, and there's got to be more than a few, that think... The internet is actually inside of their computer. Absolutely. And the wires go to a bigger computer, and that's where all of the information is held. Is that, it's Kyle, not, you're looking at me as if that's what you works? think. 
It's it's not. I just saw Jeff Goldblum and put a, a <laughs> virus in a spaceship, and I was like, oh, computers. And he yeah. made his point by having a person of the U.S. military shoot a Coke can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right what? Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite part of that movie. It's been too long since I've seen this movie. And, but, he makes that guy from Chuck shoot yeah, the shoot the Coke the can. Guy from Chuck. It is the guy from Chuck. Yeah. He's not done much since Chuck and Independence Day, no. the 1996 classic. Not a whole lot. That's tough for him. Um, He's a Baldwin too, I think. Oh, there's a there's another part of this movie where she's talking with a lawyer, and the lawyer's like, "I hate to break it to you, sweetheart, but our you know federal government computers back at the California state whatever have been backed up with the gatekeeper antivirus for the last six months." And it's like, "Hey, at no point does a low like a low level government employee just know what the antivirus is on your state mainframe computers? Like that's not a thing." That's incredible, and like because I said it these well words to just like say it in shorthand to uh, to another human being, yeah. <laughs> like you're dumb for not knowing this. Like, and also like, it's not just that you don't know that. It's like you should know what this is, yeah, and know how impossible it is to encrypt and get around whatever a firewall is. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is one that I don't know if this actually exists or not. My wife thinks that it, it might. Um, there's a thing called a terminal echo oh. that will tell you anything about a computer, like where terminals are located, what passwords you used on your computer. Huh. Oh, also at one point in this movie, she just types in parentheses, uh, greater than, who is, and then username of a person in parentheses, and it tells you... That person's name, like their location, their IP address, their uh, whatever. Ooh. And it's like, I actually don't know if those functions exist or not. Right. There's probably a way to like reverse finds. I mean, I assume IP address is important and like that's like your identifying thing. And like, I'm sure there's a way to get information through. But again, this is what I'm saying with like 90s movies informed me yeah. on like how technology works. You just needed works. to know their username yeah. and. <laughs> and then you, you got You got, yeah. Um, oh, also one of my favorite 90s technology movie tropes is whenever they're doing something on the computer, all you hear is like fast typing and then the camera will just zoom in on the screen and then like jump to different parts of the screen as like code and Mm -hmm. pages pull up. Nothing is happening. Yeah. There's just like, oh, suspense. Look, computers. It's got to be interesting. Bottom left, top right, bottom center. Oh, computers. Like, yeah. I, I love how every single hacker just in how they hack something is they just upload 800 clip art pictures of cats. <laughs> it's always just a hundred windows pop up simultaneously of different Google image searched, most often cats uh, with party hats. And like hackers love clip art, is what the Hollywood understands. Uh, my, my last couple things, I, I'm done. I'm done. Is one, the escape button apparently is a button you should never, ever press because, like, just pandemonium happens. <laughs> escape button, I think in the 90s people thought the escape button was, like, the self-destruct button. Like, if you press this, <laughs> the red your button. computer, like, will delete everything on itself and then might 50-50 explode. <laughs> uh, and then just, like, the as we mentioned earlier, the jargon, right? Like, at one point... One of the bad guys goes, it's a virus in the mainframe. It's eating through the entire system. It's a virus. <laughs> that's, a, that's a verbatim quote. 
That's awesome. And then at one other point, they're like, with one stroke of the key, you just blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, we get it. Like, I'm pretty sure Hollywood learned very early on that people's brains just shut off as soon as you say mainframe or hack or anything computer-related. And then they just had to put, you know, words that make sense together. Sure. And people be like, ah, this guy's the tech guy. Yeah. He's doing tech stuff. (laughs) Like, take, take it for what it is. Don't question it. <laughs> like things. 99% of the American population is like, mm, tech, great, move on. Like, I believe everything you're saying. I think it would be awful to be like a tech guy in the 90s growing up because you're like, ah, that's not, I love this movie because it's like about what I'm doing, but man, they do not respect it or understand it at all. Man, are they wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was cool. So I'd like to hear... Uh, Two ratings. One, how much did you enjoy the movie? And two, how realistic do you think the technology is? What's Are we going 1 to 10 here? 1 to 100? One, 1 to 10. 1 to 10. I'll give Independence Day uh, a 10 out of 10 because Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith fought for our freedom and they deserve that respect. Uh, Downplaying Bill Pullman. Hey, forget about Bill Pullman. That speech he that gave? Speech Goodness is gracious. I'll go fight for him. I wake up day. to that speech. Is he the best... President? He might be the best movie president of all time. Wow. I wouldn't say best president, just in right, general. Right, right. Are we going to have a <laughs> podcast about movie life. presidents? I think that it's that would be idea. a short list, but yes, we could. You know how many know. movie presidents there are? How many have been any good or done anything good? Harrison Ford? Mm. Oh, Air Force One, yeah! Mm-hmm. Oh, great call. You're way, I'm way wrong. <laughs> that's it. Drew Wayne's broadcast done. <laughs> Harrison Ford. All right, that's it. We're not going to talk about like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, so is that some of all fear? That's not some. No, he plays. He, he he's play a president. CIA director in yeah. some of all fears. But oh, I guess Olympus is fine. He's not technically president, but he like acts as president, right? Dude. Don't know enough uh, about Olympus has fallen. Do we'll, I need to? We'll cut it. We'll get <laughs> that out later. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, and then I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten in, in realistic in terms of technology, just because I really hope <laughs> that all we have to do is upload a virus into a spaceship in order to uh, kill aliens. We can only help. Yeah. So you are saying that the alien, the movie about aliens coming to Earth and blowing up monuments with space beams, ten out of ten accurate. Yeah. Okay. I hope so. You hope, <laughs> okay. I hope it's that easy to defeat a, a oh, species okay. of aliens. Okay, okay. With I a see. virus, I see. Yeah, yeah. With a MacBook, with the Mac, uh, Apple. What is it? An Apple PowerBook fifty three hundred. I hope the new MacBook Air has better technology than that one did in the early nineties. It may not. In which case, we're Who screwed. Knows? Maybe we don't have to get inside the spaceship now with Wi Fi, satellites, anyone, and mainframes. Has either of y'all seen Independence Resurrection? Resurgence? No. That's the one. No, didn't see it. But Me I was going to correct you on the title. <laughs> <laughs> I know enough to know when it's not. <laughs> um, well, for mine, I'm so confused about Demolition Man. It totally changed how I viewed the movie coming at it with a critical lens. Because I tried to be smart about watching it. And the first time, I was young and didn't want to be smart. I just wanted to watch a Sylvester Stallone action movie. And it's what I got. But looking at it like through a critical lens and trying to be smart about it, I, I don't know. Because it's, it's both a Sylvester Stallone action movie and a critique of action movies as a genre of that. Like they make fun of hyper-masculine men at one point when Sylvester Stallone just starts cursing. It's kind of a really funny thing. You're not allowed to curse in the future, obviously. <laughs> um, 
And whenever you do, you get fined a credit, which I assume is a dollar. I'm not sure. <laughs> Once again, it's not 2032 yet, or else I would. Um, so I, I'm, I'm coming up. It's tough for a, a 1 to 10. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a 7 because it made me think. I was way... It was way better than I was expecting. It was also exactly what I was expecting some of the time. But... They got a lot right. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible. I was expecting just the action Sylvester Stallone movie to just be like explosions and muscles and stuff, but they got the tech stuff right too. I don't know. It was, it was better than I thought. I would go go rewatch Demolition Man and tell me <laughs> if it holds up. I would argue that it's better now. But man, uh, as far as accuracy, like I said, like, they got a lot right. They also got a lot wrong. I mean, there's no cryo sleep, and then that's a big key. Plot point. So, okay, I, I gotta knock it for that a little Almost bit. Almost all future movies, space movies. Yeah. You gotta have cryosleep. I don't know what cryosleep is, but you have to have it, and it's gonna be invented in order to space travel. It's basically like a, like a coma that keeps you in the same state, right? Like, like hibernation. Stasis. Essentially, no, Austin Powers word. is just a total ripoff of Demolition Man. That's what Ooh, I heard. Oh, yeah, wow. That's what I heard. Hot take. Uh, uh, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a, a, a 6 out of 10 on accuracy. Nice. Uh, I think for the net uh, enjoyability, I would say I it lived up to the name cyber thriller. Uh, I I was thrilled and it had cyber. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'd give it a seven out of ten. It was a great. It's it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandra Bullock is not as believable because she's very pretty, and they want you to believe that she's this like homebody, doesn't do anything, like, stays at home because she hates people and all this stuff. And it's like, she seems really pretty and outgoing, and every time she talks to another character, like, she seems to be great. Like, why is she at home all the time? Like, I don't buy it. Um, As far as technology, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Like, it actually... Got a lot of stuff right, I think. I don't know. Like, <laughs> again, like I said, watching this movie, I was like, I think I watched this at a young age, and it informed everything about how I look at computers. The issue with us choosing this topic is it's super fun and interesting to think about and look at and be like, wow, that's crazy. But the problem is we don't know what it yeah, should I, be. Sure. If, if nothing else, like going back and like thinking about this, like I really like now truly understand how little I know about technology. Absolutely. I have no idea how my phone works. I don't know how this microphone works. I don't know how my laptop works. I know nothing. I'm just glad it does. Uh, so, if there's nothing else, I think we'll switch into our next segment, which is uh, a free two minutes. If you're new to the podcast, everybody on the show gets a free two minutes to talk about whatever they want. Uh, we're going to go in reverse order of the way that we... We're going to go in reverse order of the I way. like reverse order better. We're going to go in reverse order of the way that we presented today. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kick us off and go. So for my two minutes today, I'm going to talk about 500 Days of Summer. Uh, the day that we are recording this is actually the 10th anniversary of the movie 500 Days of Summer. Mm. It was It's a fantastic movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel? I don't know exactly how you say we'll it, but know. I love her. She's great. Um it's a rom-com that subverts rom-com expectations, which is 
fantastic. You still leave the movie feeling somewhat happy and hopeful, and you had a good yeah. time, but the two main protagonists that you're rooting for the whole time don't actually end up in love together, which is the typical rom-com mm-hmm. formula. Yeah. There's so many little facets to this movie that make it fantastic. There's the cold open that just, oh, you know, this is not a love story. This is a story about love. This story has no uh, boating on, like, any real person or events. Especially you, Jenny. Pause, bitch. Like, I just, I died laughing. I was like, I can't wait to see what happens the rest of this movie. Uh, The soundtrack's fantastic. There's random times where, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt breaks out into, like, a musical number. Uh, There's weird existential moments where he's, like, in a French movie playing chess with a baby angel or something yeah. like that. Like, they, they take a d- bunch of different movie stereotypes and mush them all into one. But one of my favorite parts of it is when they do the side-by-side expectation versus reality shots of, like, being at the party together. It's amazing. Uh, it's a really well-done movie cinematography uh, part. And yeah. also it's kind of like the beginning of memes before memes existed uh it's a great movie it's fantastic it's about love but not in the way you think watch 500 days of summer that's too that was on the dot two minutes that's impressive what do you mean the beginning of memes before memes well like there's the expectation versus reality that's a meme right now oh okay cool uh but they did it like 10 years ago oh i didn't know that. in a movie form Interesting. Yeah. and a lot of people like use that exact uh clip Oh, cool. As like, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, I'm going to spend my two minutes today talking about something that came to me while you were talking about the net. You talked about how viruses look like <laughs> human viruses or not. I immediately brought my mind to the Disney Channel original movie, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. It came out in 1999. Wow. And I don't know how we passed this up. Well, we were talking about movie technologies in the from '90s movies, uh, but if you don't remember Xenon Girl, 21st Century, it's a whole whole group of people living in a spaceship, and uh, she just really wants like her uh, her like favorite rock artist to come and play a show in space, and so I don't remember how she gets it, but like she thinks like she's gonna get this like little disc and like input this disc to like the mainframe of the spaceship or whatever. And that's going to, like, help this guy get to space. But really what it is is a virus. And I really remember it's, like, a green, like, worm thing that just, like, eats across the whole, like, screen. <laughs> and everything's just, like, deleted. But I think what's what's interesting about that is that it shows that, like, and then, like, the whole spaceship just, like, starts to, like, slowly shut down. Which is so true. When our technology goes out today, we're, like, hopeless. Like, we have no idea what to do when our power goes out. Like, when we lose, like, Wi-Fi or whatever. Uh, but also in that movie, they've got holograms, which are now like a thing. Uh, they've got a video, uh, plus like video, it's like an iPad. They called it a, a Zap Pod, or a Zap Pad, I think. I can't remember now. Uh, but they're also like, they were like the leggings things that all the girls are wearing today. Uh, and then like the two, like the kids all talking, like a, she says like Zetus Lapidus, like 180 times in this movie. And you think that that's weird, but talk to, like, any person in between, like, the ages of, like, 18 and 22 right now, and, like, nothing they say makes any sense. They're just saying, like, for real, for real, like, F for F for F. Like, there's, like, nothing makes any sense. It's all, like, an abbreviated version of something that once made sense. 
So, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, way better than Independence Day would have been to break this down. Wow. Yeah. That's it's important that you get that last part in. Yeah. That Sims yeah. was going to be, was going to fight you on that. <laughs> not, not just in general, but in order to break yeah, down 90s believe, technology. I can't believe you passed up Disney Channel original movies. That yeah. You've got to get that in there. Eventually. I wonder what she's doing now. What was that chick's name? Kirsten Storms. I'm about to go through a dark rabbit hole. I'm going to figure out what she's been doing. <laughs> While you're doing that, I'll do my two minutes. Uh, I will spend my two minutes uh, talking about a part of the Demolition Man that I forgot to get to. So circle back around for it. And it's that Dennis Leary is in Demolition Man as kind of the B story. Uh, the main one is Sylvester Stallone chasing after Wesley Snipes. The other one is... The main bad guy brainwashed Wesley Snipes and freed him from prison so that he would kill the underground, which is literally underground sewer people <laughs> that are unsightly poor, uh, some kind of philosophical uh, argue about, argument about society, whatever. Uh, their leader, Dennis Leary, who just loves, is just a, a human who loves human things, wants to be a guy, wants to smoke cigarettes and eat his fat food and make his bad decisions, because that's freedom. And it's literally just Dennis Leary doing his stand-up as a character. And I think this is, like, a, the epitome of what they would do with comedians in the 90s, which is they were like, hey, you had a special or, like, a video a stand-up of your stand-up, and everybody loved to watch you talk about your thing. It's really funny. So let's have you do your stand-up. In our movie, movie. we'll make you a role, and you just you just say your stand up, and then people are like, ah, that's Dave Chappelle and Con Air, or and he's doing he's well actually that's a bad example and (laughs) Robin Hood Men in Tights, it's Dave Chappelle again, (laughs) and he's just trying to do like his jokes, like all of their lines are their own jokes that they probably written and they're probably funny, but they don't work in the movie. They don't they're not coherent. They don't. They don't have any purpose in the plot. It's just we wanted that comedian to do their stuff, and so we gave him this role. And that upsets me. I think it's awful because I think they're really funny, but it, they don't belong in the movie. That's too. Can I for totally forgot Dave Chappelle was in Con Air. Yeah. He was pinball. I thought you were lying. No, yeah, I was like, he's not. A, no, he's totally in that. I remember him yeah. dying. Yeah, yeah. Holy early God. on, bad deal. Yeah, pretty early on for being Dave Chappelle. Right. Yeah. At least the longest yard kept him until the third act of the movie. Then they killed him off. Hey, he's also the best friend in You've Got Mail. Let's not for, forget that. I'm going to bring Hang up on. You've Got Mail as much. That's not Dave as Chappelle. Yeah, let's not get <laughs> boy. That's yeah. Rock. Should we edit that out? Uh, no, it's funnier if you leave I it sh- in. <laughs> it's funnier if you leave that in. What old movie is Dave Chappelle in? He's uh, made some That's he's, for another podcast. Ah. There you go. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today as we were talking about technology and 90s movies. Mm. Uh, this is the podcast that you don't deserve. No, it's it's not the podcast you deserve. Not the podcast you deserve. But the podcast deserve. you need. But the podcast you need. Uh, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to uh, rate, review, and subscribe. And then... Contact us at what's the email address, Kyle? It is NTPYD Podcast. That's NTPYD Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what we missed, uh, what you'd like to hear about next time, or just scream at us about all the technology stuff we got wrong. Again, this podcast brought to you by Promise.com and Jeff Gray. <laughs> <laughs>